like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Miracles, Signs, and Wonders. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. You know, just to bring that back to you, remember, we are not alone. I don't care how we feel, we are not alone. All right, in, uh, in 2 Kings, the first chapter and the 10th verse, let me start at verse 5. And when the messengers returned unto him, he said unto them, Why are you now returned? And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us and said unto us, Go, return unto the king who sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, It is because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron. Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed to which thou art gone, but shall surely die. Now watch this. And he said unto them, What manner of man was he who came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him, He was a hairy man and girded with a belt of leather around his waist. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent unto him a captain of 50 with his 50. And he went up to him and behold, he sat on the top of a hill. Elijah did. And he spoke unto him, thou man of God, the king had said, come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, if I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and your 50. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his 50. I can hear the Lord saying to all of us, you shall not need to fight in this battle. These folk that saying these things against you are wishing you would fall or trying to destroy your family. Don't worry about it. Understand where the authority is. The authority is in God. So now we, we, we've already seen. Moses already told him. And Moses was before Elijah. Moses already told him. If, if y'all die. Just like all other folk. God didn't send me. If he do a new thing. And the earth open up. And y'all go down into the pit. Then you know that God has sent me. 
So here comes this here comes this guy trying to challenge Elijah's authority. That's why that's why I've told people down through the years. If you're in a church and it's a mess in there with the pastor and and some mortar ministers and the deacons raising a hymn while he's trying to get his hoop on, all that confusion. It's probably better if you're going to stay there to say nothing. Because when, you, when we get in over our heads in trying to handle divine authority, I don't think we're smart enough to do that. So it's probably best to pray, leave, or do something. But don't try to manipulate nothing because you don't have the authority to do that. And that's what we are seeing right here. Elijah said, I tell you what. <laughs> God is going to take care of this. Now in days like these, it sounds, hey, he's just bragging. Well, you can say whatever, but you just got to reading it. And that's to be respected. Amen. So what Elijah told them, it actually happened. That fire fell. It came down from heaven. From God and consumed not only the individual, but also killed the 50 that he had. So I guess they thought, he thought, they was going to put Elijah in fear because he showed over 50 folk. <laughs> we, <laughs> we challenge your authority. We challenge your authority. And I say, okay, I tell you what, when that fire fall, it's going to consume, it's going to kill. All y'all. And we have to understand that God is a God of order. And, and, and Paul told the church at Corinth, let all things be done decently and in order because there was some folk fat-mouthing. That's an old word from the hood right there. <laughs> they were fat-mouthing in the church at Corinth talking about, you know, well, you shouldn't be speaking with tongues and all that. and nothing major confusion and God ain't no way in that. And Paul said, yes, he is. But what you don't know about, you probably don't need to be trying to stand up and talk about. So if ain't no interpreter, you go ahead and speak with Tom between yourself and God. But don't throw that at the church. Where are we today? People throwing it at the church. And that's one reason we got so many weak and wavered and, and messed up in the head people because they're not giving divine authority and, and the unction of the Holy Spirit to operate in them because there's fear of man. And the fear of man brings a snare. Okay? Now, if I tell you something wrong, tell me. Okay, so that's a few in the Old Testament. God is behind his authority. And you know what? God confounds the world with weak things. And... It's, it's just a good thing to be on the Lord's side. It's always a good thing to be on the Lord's side and to pray for one another. One of the last things I, I, I have in my garage, uh, a plaque. I liked it, still like it, and I, I hung it on the wall. And it's in, uh, let me break for a moment. Go to First Peter, the fourth chapter, and I think that's going to be let me see. I don't read it every day, but it's there. Let me see. Second Peter. I said First Peter. Okay. Let me see. 
Let me see now. First uh, Peter chapter four, and it's uh. Let me back up here. When I was a baby in Christ, I'd be so ashamed now. I'd be trying to get up under this chair. First uh, Peter chapter 4. Uh, let me see. It's talking about loving one another. And it's talking about fervent love. So, yeah, this is verse 8. That's the one I'm looking for. Okay, and above all things, because I thought about a message, preaching a message above all. Just like when Paul was writing to the church at Ephesus, he said, above all, taking the shield of faith. So there are some things in God's mind that he has put above other things. All the things of God are important. But then there's always with God, depending on how he feels about it, not feel about it, what he says about it. He elevates things above. So in this eighth verse, and above all things, say above all. Above all things. Now, I, now watch this. Have fervent love among yourselves. For love shall cover the multitude of sins. And that tells me that some of us do fall. Some of us mess up. Some of us do sin. Yeah. And the Lord says, okay, I'll tell you what. Above the sin of this individual, not that you're promoting sin or whatever, but love them. Yeah. Above whatever they have done, love them. Mm. And it's a reason for that. If a man is overtaken in a fault, then you, which are spiritual, restore such a one. Right? Mm -hmm. We are to restore those that fall in sin because the same thing that happened to them can happen to us. And if something like that happened to us, guess what we need? Pity and mercy and understanding. So God has put love above all things. Amen. To have hot, fervent love toward one another. And I thought about that this morning when I read that plaque. Above all, having fervent love for one another. Genuinely loving one another. Not just mouthing it off, but genuinely being concerned and loving one another. Is one of God's things that he put above everything. So if, if a brother or sister is overtaken in a fault and we are so spiritual, then we should be about restoring that person, not trying to destroy them. I was somewhat amazed this morning, and it was, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting old in life just like the rest of us. All of us today, we are exactly one day older than what we were yesterday. Ain't that a great revelation? And I find myself... Uh, being more temperamental, it's easier to cry. It's easier to cry now mm -hmm. about certain things. Sometimes when I'm watching the news, and depending on what the, the story is, I find myself 
with tears in my eyes. And this is what I'm talking about. Simone Biles dropped out of the competition in the Olympics. Now, when you look back at her track record, and I'm still talking about miracles. I just need you to listen. When you look back at her track record, when she first broke onto the, the big stage and won all those medals, some of the Negroes, basically Negroes, skipped the fact that she had won these medals and all that, started talking about her nappy her hair was. Now, you got your critics, too. We all have. And that's why we need love among ourselves to override all that other negativity. So when they said on the, on the news yesterday and this morning that she was dropping out because of her mental state, and when you fly in high in the air like that, you can't be guessing if that bar going to be down there when you land. Now, that was a time when the news media would have crucified her. But they didn't do that. They are feeling compassion toward her because of the possibility of what could have happened to her. Now, it doesn't make sense for the world to start having compassion and we can't hardly find that at church. Mm. <laughs> that's, my, that's my point. Because the world is going to be the world. All right, Luke 10. Luke chapter 10 and verse 17. Now we're moving into the New Testament because the God of the old, and that's a whole lot I could have shared with you, but uh, we, we would still be back there. But I wanted to, to update our database to realize that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And before the master left, guess what he said? He said, greater works than these shall you do. Because I go to my Father. So you can lay hands on the sick. You can, you, you, you can do all these things because great is he that's in you than he that is in the world. So the world does not have to be starving for a lack of miracles. And God wants to utilize us to work some of these miracles through. Amen. In Luke 10 and 17, that's, that's a scripture I learned. That's a discourse I learned when I was a baby in Christ and it's still good today. And I'm sure you can identify with it. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us through thy name. And Jesus said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means Hurts you. Now that's a miracle. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that your spirits are subject, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now this is where uh, the Lord developed that teaching through me and others that will come before me, obviously, that when you were born and we were born into this world, our names are written in heaven. Now, you got to remember, Jesus is talking to his disciples, but none of them had been born again. Because nobody was born again until the Holy Ghost came. <laughs> so if their names are written in heaven, 
then so are the names of everybody on this planet they written. Then what causes their name to be blotted out? And see, this is a big, big deal with a lot of people that trying to figure this out. You know, God does not blot believers' names out of the Lamb's book of life. So Jesus said, I know you're happy and you're rejoicing that demons are subject unto you. But I'm going to give you something to really be happy about. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Now that's something to rejoice over. And that, that ought to be an everyday thought. So that would cause some of us to not be walking around depressed. Because when this life is over, we're we getting out of here. And thank God we got a place to be. Okay, so so they they went out the seventh of them working miracles, and they were so excited that the demons were subject unto them. Jesus said, "Okay, that's good. That's 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 wonderful, but I need you to get happy behind the fact that your names are written in heaven. So you know where your eternal security is. You know where you're going to be when this life is over. In this dispensation." Of confessing Jesus with your mouth, believing in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no force on this planet that can change that. That's why I want to encourage everybody quit worrying about death. You were dead. We were dead when we came to Christ. Now we're alive and we cannot die again. Physically, yeah. Spiritually, never. Amen. That's why I'm excited about Sunday. I got some things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> ah, that's all right. You can sit there looking like a pickle. Then there were miracles done in the life of Paul. We, we've seen these, these demons subject to these uh, disciples. And you know, that has not changed. There are demons subject to us. When you get tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired of being worried and tired and sick and tired of, of all this stress, you're going to open your mouth and say something. Now, cussing the devil out ain't going to stop him. That, that, ain't, that ain't the thing you haul on. You blank, 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 you blank, blank. He's not phased by that because you think he's over there. Now he's in your mouth. Okay, so you think you got it going on. You calling him everything you can. <laughs> but when you bring up the name of Jesus, <laughs> then you got his attention. And the power in that name is going to work it out. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 14. 14 chapter of the book of Acts and the life of the apostle Paul. Now this is a little light discourse right here, but we're going to read it starting at that at that uh, verse 6, Acts 14 and 6. Now, do you, do you see all these, these miracles working in the lives of God's people? Do you see the God of miracles working all these things? I mean, you know, he's worked them in the Old Testament, and now we're looking at his hand in the New Testament because he does not change. God delights in working miracles so that his people can be excited. If they say it's a tornado headed towards report. And it's a it's a it's a category eight. Ain't never been no category eight. It's a category eight headed towards report. 
How many of you all would really, really begin to pray? That's the first question. The second question, how many of y'all would stand on your front porch and raise your right hand toward that tornado coming down, tearing everything in, in front of you up and speak to that tornado? Now, I, I have not arrived, but that, that's what the Lord is talking about. When, when you have enough faith to speak to a tornado, then you, you will find out that everybody around you that hear you going already write y'all, he crazy. <laughs> She's crazy. You better get in that shelter. But it's that kind of faith that we are all in possession of, but we think too much. I don't think we understand the power that's at work in us. There is so much power inside of us until we have never experienced this power because a lot of us, myself included, we are very cautious about what we say, what we do, what we believe, what we stand for. And I think it's that trap of wanting God to do everything while he has empowered us to do what needs to be done by faith in his name. So, I guess this is a wake-up call to let, let all of us know that if he did it back then, he can do it again, but he's running short on people that believe that. So we need to start believing what we're reading so that we can grow up spiritually, powerfully matured in the things of the Lord and do what needs to be done. Now, to, to, to keep it real with you, there, there have been incidents here in the church and out in the West at an Life Center for sure, where on a Sunday morning, somebody have stumbled and fallen. And my training in my mind is to not give the devil a platform to operate from by stopping the message. Getting everybody together to go over there and pray. Well, in my mind, I'm, I'm sure you say, well, we should have done that. Well, I, I don't know because when I say I don't know, what I'm saying is that you have to be sensitive to the Lord in any situation, especially when you're in a group of people. Because when I was a baby in Christ, some stuff happened I remember one time I was at a house over in Queensboro teaching Bible study and there was a baby in the back screaming to the top of that baby's lungs and it was about maybe 12 of us in Bible study in the front of the house. Well, the first thing, and maybe some of your other leaders in here can identify with this, well, the first thing is, do I stop teaching right now? And, and go back there and deal with those demons. And then it's almost like if I do that, then the devil won. He won the day. But if I go ahead and do what I'm supposed to be doing right here, the Lord going to take care of that. Now, whether that's right or wrong, I don't really know. But it does not diminish the power of God because I don't know. Some of you probably say, well, I would have gone back there and take, took care of the baby. 
You know, if you the teacher, going back there and took care of the baby. Or in the life center, somebody falls or somebody fall out, stop church and go over there and deal with that. That's one of those gray areas I'm not matured in. But I found out as I look back over all these years, God took care of the problem. And I'm confident that he always will. And what I'm saying is this. It takes an extra measure of faith and total confidence. Now, it's a difference in sitting in the pews, having somebody before you teaching you, and you responding to what's happening out there. Over against somebody out there getting up and going over there to wherever that person fell or, or they sick or whatever, taking care of the situation. But all I'm saying is this. Those apostles and disciples of the Lord, they didn't start out with that kind of boldness. That was a seed planted in them by the Lord and it had to grow in them. Because it takes a whole lot of faith to stand up. And we have it. But it's a matter of yielding to the Lord to stand up in the middle of a situation like that and start calling demons up. Today's message, Miracles, Signs, and Wonders, FC3088, FC3088, is now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, 
when boy and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.